Tom Bernard Show with Ralph W. Basham, MD. JB. Mike Molina. Andy Brad Bernard. Donnell Rawlings. And our special guest. Henry Phillips. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't know. That was that. such force. <laughs> you don't have to yell. I got to get more confidence. <laughs> Henry Phillips. Henry is at Acme tonight, tomorrow night. And Donnell is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, a 7 o'clock show on Sunday as well. We'll be right back. Our guest, uh, was it Mike Lapham? He's a fifth-generation multimillionaire from, uh, he inherited a, a paper mill in upstate New York, and he says, we don't need tax cuts, so I want to hear some debate from you two over. Maybe he specifically <laughs> means paper makers. <laughs> yeah, just only paper makers. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well, Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Oh, now you're talking. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Think of that, JB. Pretty, pretty smooth. You pretty smooth, no doubt about it. Nat King Cole. Our special guest, Mike Lapham, millionaires. We don't need tax cuts. Director uh, Mike is the director of the Responsible Wealth Project at the nonprofit United for a Fair Economy in Boston. Co-author of the self-made myth as a fifth-generation inheritor of a paper mill in upstate New York. He's also one of the signers of the letter to Congress. We'll be talking about today. Tell us all about this, Michael. Where did all this start, and what are, what are we talking about? Sure. Um, well, uh, I, I work at a place called uh, United for a Fair Economy, which is a national nonprofit that deals with inequality. And uh, about 20 years ago, we started organizing uh, wealthy people to sort of be an alternative voice to the voice of greed that's well represented in you know in Congress and in the media. Um, and uh, this past uh, spring summer, you know, we saw Trump's proposal for the, uh, the his tax plan, and which was heavily tilted in favor of the wealthy and was going to give you know give away 1.5 trillion dollars. Uh, actually, it was originally slated to be much more than that right. proposal. And we we started collecting, you know talking to folks and collecting signatures of people who were all in the top 5%, the folks who would most benefit from, you know, financially from this, mm-hmm. but who don't think it's a good idea for our country. And uh, we collected 400 signatures, uh, including, you know, some well-known folks, 
and uh, delivered those to Congress. And uh, we released that letter publicly. And uh, there's been, you know, a lot of conversation about that. Now, Mike Ballpark, uh, you said uh, top five percent. What now? What net worth? What it, what would that be? What would the cutoff be? The five percent on the low end. Well, I should I should make you guess, but <laughs> I should make you guess. I'll go twenty five million. Yeah. So to be in the top five percent, uh, you it's it's one and a half million. That's it. Twenty five million. million is a lot of money. Well, I just Carol yeah, Burnett's so, worth twenty five million, so I just threw that up. <laughs> so people people always underestimate this, you know. We and you know that's wealth um, in terms of income. You ask people what it takes to be in the top five percent in terms of income, they assume that it's some you know close to a million or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when in fact it's about two hundred, two fifty in that range. Right. Um, so you know, the the reality is um, there's a lot of people in this country who don't make a lot of money, <laughs> and then there's a few who who make you know upwards of that, and uh, you know goes up to the one percent and the point one percent who are just, you know, uh, extraordinary amount of our w- wealth and income are concentrated in a very few hands. Now, Mike, I have to ask you a question. So this tax program that we're talking about, this tax plan, he's talking about getting rid of the state tax as a write-off on your federal taxes. Um, he's talking mm-hmm. about, uh, what, a $10,000 limit on your property tax. Is that correct? Isn't it 10000 I think? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what the exact figure on that one is, um, but that sounds right. Well, it's um, going to destroy the housing industry because, well, n- not just the housing industry, but real real estate sales in the first place, because if you can't write off your, your property taxes and you can't yeah. write off your state taxes, there's nobody yeah. going to buy a house in the state of Minnesota because the state yeah. taxes here are 10%. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, this is very uh, targeted. What they've done is that with the state um, and local tax deduction, you know, there's a, there's a number of states that, that have more uh, state-level taxes to pay for things and to, you know, to pay for good schools, particularly the lower, you know, place like New York mm-hmm. um, that has a lot of school districts all around the country, all around the state. But, uh, you know, a lot of the wealth is, is concentrated in, in New York City. And uh, so to, you know, to make their educational system work, they have higher state taxes and, and they have good schools and infrastructure and so forth. So what this bill does is punishes any state that has state, you know, taxes because the people in that, in that state are now not going to be able to deduct those from their federal taxes. Right, which I And it's don't... very intentionally, you know, targeted toward the blue states. Now, did... Where does this tax bill stand at this point? Because I know that, uh, you know, they're talking about it's it's teed up and it's ready to go and all the rest of it, but it yeah. has not passed yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, the good news is, you know, the bad news is it's, it's something that our country can't afford. You know, we can't right. afford to be giving huge tax breaks to the wealthy, um, you know, in order and and paying for them by cutting things like Social Security and Medicare. Right. Um, you know. Paul Ryan came out uh, just a day or two ago and said, "We really need to start looking at entitlements. We're going to—that's what we're going to do next year. So this is just a prelude. We're giving away the tax cuts to the wealthy, and then we're going to come back for your Social Security, your Medicare, your Medicaid, your education funding, and so forth." Um, the the Senate has put through uh, their bill, and the House has a has a bill that differs in certain ways. And, you know, there, there are different varieties of bad for the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what our, our responsible wealth members get that this puts a lot more money in their pockets. You know, something like almost half of the tax cuts go to the top 0.1% of America. I mean, it's just obscene. Um, but they get that we need to invest in people. We need to invest in educate, public mm-hmm. education. We need to invest in infrastructure. Those are things that make business possible, make, it, make the United States a place with um, a very fertile business uh, environment. We did a lot of work with Bill Gates Sr. on preserving the estate tax, and he said, if you put my son down in some developing country in the middle of Africa, there's no Microsoft without the research, without the Internet, without the, yeah. the employee, publicly educated employees that he, you know, that he had, and all of that, 
And so, you know, we're we're shooting ourselves in the foot if we're going to not invest in people and health and and education. It's and and we're giving money to wealthy people who don't need it. The people who signed this letter and people can see it at responsiblewealth.org and read the letter. You know, they didn't ask for it. Other people asked for it, but they didn't. They don't need it. Wealthy people don't are sitting on tons of cash right now, and corporations are, and they recognize that it it will actually make things worse. It makes wor- things worse for most people in this country are worse off after this bill. Don't believe President Trump when he says this is a you know for middle class. Most people at the end of the ten years are worse off after this bill, and only only people in the top you know couple uh, quintiles are better off. No, Mike, could you explain to me the C-Corp situation? Because he wants to give C-Corps, uh, what, a 15% cut, right? 35 to 20%, isn't that about right? Right, right, so, pass-through, right. But isn't pass-through income pass-through income? By the time it gets into your pocket, you got to pay taxes on it anyway. Yeah, and and the reality on the pass-through, they, they make it seem like it's for small businesses. Most right. small, truly small businesses already pay the lower rate. They already pay the 20% rate. Right. It's only... If you're in, you know, upper income, what is it, four hundred thousand dollars or something, you know, that where you start to even dollar one beyond that, that you start to pay at the thirty-nine point six current rate, mm-hmm. you know. So it, the small businesses are not really going to benefit from this. This is only going to help larger businesses and people like Donald Trump himself. Will it create jobs, Mike? Well, this has been tried before. You know, the idea that you're going to cut taxes on corporations and therefore they're going to say, oh, good, we've got more cash. We can hire more people. They don't hire more people. They don't expand. They don't invest based on, you know, having cash. They they or what their tax rate is going to be. They invest when there's an opportunity to make money. And if they have to pay some taxes on that, great. But we tried this under Reagan. We tried it under Bush. You know, he gave away huge tax cuts, and look what, you know, happened to the economy then. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's, you know, over and over, even Bruce Bartlett, who, who started this whole, you know, uh, trickle-down theory, um, you know, Warren Buffett says it's more like a gush upward, is the result of this. You give you give money to wealthy people who don't need it. Look, they, they the Home Depot came out just, just uh, today or yesterday and said, We've got $15 billion that we're buying back stock. Now, if you have $15 billion extra, you could give raises to a lot of people, a lot of Home Depot employees. Mm-hmm. You know, Apple stock, Apple will get $47 billion from this if this goes through. And now, are they going to give that to the guys in the blue shirts, guys and gals in their stores? I doubt it. Are they going to give it to the people in China who are making, you know, these things in their factories? I doubt it. It's going to go to their shareholders. Not to so mention they hide their not, money overseas. It's too. not going to yeah. create jobs. Now, Mike, I, I, to be 100% honest with you, I'm in, I'm in big trouble because I can't stand any politicians. <laughs> I can't I can't take them anymore. These people, I hate you and I hate you. No, I hate you more. What about it's Teddy wh- Roosevelt? Yeah, maybe Teddy <laughs> Roosevelt. They're rough Mike, riders. Mike, it's wearing me out. I can't watch the new. I can't watch CNN. I can't watch Fox. I can't watch any of these because all it is is hatred. How is yeah. that progressive? Yeah, no, we're 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 not moving anything forward, and no. this bill is really shameful in terms of you know the Senate used to be a place where you know people like Teddy Roosevelt, uh, I'm sorry, Teddy Kennedy, who were you know died in the role liberals uh, could could go across the aisle and talk to people uh, on the other side of the aisle and make deals, and and there would be certain things that they would agree on. These days. It's all, you know, straight down the middle. If you're a Republican, you have to vote with with the Republicans and Democrats. You know, it's rare that someone like McCain or Collins or Murkowski, right. whatever, will cross the aisle and say, look, I'm going to do what's right. You know, and Susan Collins came out today and said, I may not vote for this, but I don't know if we'll get the three senators that we need to uh, to stand up and say this is this is really not good for America. This is just greed. I've seen these data points uh, someone made of every senator over the years. Um, they'd have the uh, left ones in blue, 
and then oh, the yeah. right ones on red. And then yep. they made they drew a line every time one of them worked with the other side or voted for the other side or whatever. Yep. And it just got progressively less and less purple until it became almost entirely just like two yes. halves of a shell. And Ted Kennedy yep. and Orrin Hatch were famously great friends. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. Not anymore. Well, he's dead. Yeah, no, this is going through... <laughs> You know, well. they're, they're not even holding hearings on this. They right. don't, the, the GOP didn't even know what was in the bill uh, when they when they voted for this, you know. Yeah. So we said, our, you know, our, our letter, so we, these 400 people, members of Responsible Wealth and a group called Voices for Progress, um, all in the top 5%, signed this letter, and they said, look, if you're going to do tax reform, that, and there's a lot of tax reform that could be done, and I think both sides would agree upon. But if you're going to do it, it should be revenue neutral. In other words, if you're going to cut here, you've got to raise it somewhere else. And this, this certainly doesn't do that. It, it simply does the easy stuff, which is cutting taxes. But it doesn't close loopholes, and it doesn't you know, require anyone to pay anything more. And we also said it shouldn't increase inequality. And this, this clearly hurts everyone at the bottom half and helps the already wealthy. So it, it, it doesn't make any sense to, to be doing this right now. Uh, how do people reach out and find out more about what you're up to, Mike? Sure, there's a, there's a so responsiblewealth.org, you can find uh, the letter that we wrote and the press, press release we wrote about it. Um, so responsiblewealth.org, and Responsible Wealth is a project of an organization called United for a Fair Economy, which does education about inequality and gets people to take action to try to close the income and wealth gap and the racial wealth divide. We do a report every year on the on the racial wealth divide called State of the Dream. But if people go to fareconomy.org, there's a lot of good information there as well. All right, Mike, thanks for your time today, sir. My pleasure. Anytime. Have a good day. Bye. Mike Lapham, you see how I don't go after people? Yeah. I was very kind. I was going to, toward the end, go, can I get a million? <laughs> <laughs> can a brother hold something right now? Let me hold a million. Let me hold a million. One thing I would like to see is the math in terms of, um, so the top 1% pays something like 40% of the income tax in the country. Like, yeah. So how would that affect uh, pay, um, the pay into the welfare system? If we tax them more, then obviously that would mean um, more money um, going into the welfare mm-hmm. system. So would taxing everybody less be more beneficial than taxing everybody? It's, uh, I don't know. I there's like there's so much welfare like and that. so much I'm different. Just, I'm trying to understand why you keep looking at me when you say so much welfare. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're the one percent. That's right, Donnell. I want answers. You're the one percent, Donnell. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> well, one thing that I hear, I never hear anybody say, and it's like, uh, we spent six trillion dollars on a war. Yeah. And that needs to get paid for somehow. Yep. We, it's not. It's not the things that we would like to do. It's some of the things that we have to do. That revenue has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. The idea is like, well, we'll get more revenue because everybody will make more money. That's not science. That hasn't necessarily worked. You no, know? it hasn't. And so, I don't know. I, I agree with you in terms of, you know, politicians always seem like they're coming from a place where they oh. have a special interest, and I hate that, yeah. and it makes it yeah. difficult to make decisions that you would make, like, for your household, for example. You know, it's like... That's true. Yeah. We'll be back in two minutes. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. As a locally owned community bank, we pride ourselves on individually crafted financial solutions and quick response times. H&B Elevators, a Minneapolis manufacturer known worldwide for custom elevator designs, had an option to buy their headquarters. We stepped in to get the deal done with SBA and Urban Initiative financing. See an opportunity too good to pass up? Stop in. We'll make it happen. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, 
check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers, they've got the most experience, and they've got the best price guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com, and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. The Sicilian's coming out at him, Donnell. <laughs> better watch out. Another thing I wanted to bring up, except for the fact that, I don't know if that's really, it's really uh, related to what he was saying, but whenever a new government uh, talks about how they're going to fix the economy, which literally every government ever has done, right? they always focus on shifting around who gets taxed what, and they never focus on uh, fixing inefficiencies within the government. That's and exactly everyone can agree problem. that the government is extremely inefficient. So yep. why is it that they don't look at that, see if they can fix the inefficiencies, and then maybe, you know, it's like, it's like having a car with a really, really old, crappy engine and saying, well, we just need more gasoline, just pour more in there instead of fixing the engine. It's because the people that are making the laws are put there by people that have they're the ones that making it in, inefficient, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's it's, true. Whether it's left or right, it's just in, it's pluralism. It's industries, you know, that are just. Yeah, I agree. It's it's completely uh, inefficient. Well, even simple little things like one thing I noticed is that you have to put a stamp on your mail when you're paying your taxes. So why not just increase our everyone's taxes by the amount of one stamp? And then that would save the cost of shipping the stamps out, which then people have to go buy, and then. You know, it'd save on fuel and shipping costs. It wouldn't be much, but it would still be an objective uh, decrease in overall cost without any... Uh, but it would be your idea, and they couldn't take credit for it, so they would nip it in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone from the government is listening, you can have that one for free. i got to tell you something. Speaking about people in government, I just saw something that Roy Moore just said. Uh-oh. This guy. <laughs> what did he say? He uh, was doing an interview. I, I, I can't. I didn't find out where the interview was, but uh, he was asked about. I think uh, this is the one that you're talking about. Uh, or is this a different one? Even though we had slavery, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get past that. He uh, also said. Where is the full quote? He said. Uh, oh, he, he was talking to somebody yeah, about. Here it is. Well, you know, I think I might have more in common with Putin than I do anybody in the Don't American government. Say wow. that. He says that, and he goes like, "What? Well, like, you know, he doesn't allow gay marriage, and neither should we." I mean, what wow. year? Well, is there, it? there's a lot of people that don't allow so gay Trump. marriage. Yeah. Maybe he should move to Iraq. Yeah. You know? I don't think they're too wild about it there. Yeah. Or it's like, even if you're going to say, like, if if you're going to be anti-gay marriage, don't go for the like world's villain at the time. <laughs> it's like saying, yeah. I have, you know, I also agree God. with Satan on a lot of yeah. things. No one's, even Yo, if Satan you're right, bad a guy. even yeah. if you're right, people are going to hear that you're uh, agreeing with someone they hate. And but just, their base doesn't care about it. Their base doesn't care about it, and it works for them. I'm quite, yeah. Even if these aren't his real feelings, somebody in this campaign or something saying, all right, yeah. this is what they get excited about. Yeah. Give them right. more He's of that. Win anyway. it's, yeah. the, it's almost like the Trump rule. Like, what crazy things, what can we do yeah. to get, get the space news. excited to vote? Because and, it is, it's it's brand recognition. Well, if people know their name, even if they don't know why, they'll be more likely to vote for them. Yeah. Especially saw, if they don't know I why. I saw this mashup on the internet, and it was one commentator or politician after another. Well, Donald Trump will never win. Donald Trump will never win. Yeah, the, right. They all discounted the man, and he went out and said the the, the things that a lot of people oh. at the time wanted to say or hear, and they voted for him. I just saw another comment he made. You ready? <laughs> in response to a question from one of the only African, African Americans in the audience who asked when Moore thought America was last great, Moore acknowledged the nation's history of racial divisions, but said, I think it was great at the time when our families were united, even though we had slavery. So the last time America was great was during the slavery Nothing brings a family together like a couple of slaves. Uh, Then he said, at the same event, Moore referred to Native Americans and Asian Americans as reds and yellows. 
Which isn't that bad compared to the next thing he said. And which was what? Go ahead and read it. He suggested that the September 11th attacks were divine punishment. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Oh, man, another yeah, one of they, those guys. I mean, like, oh, in Alabama, man. one of the most patriotic, you know, remember 9-11 places in the entire world. He would... You're going to say that? Well, oh. Jerry, Jerry Falwell said the same thing. Mm-hmm. He did. Yes, that's right. A Falwell lot of those that. ultra-right-wing, highly religious people thoroughly well, can, believe they that. They do that. Can we, uh, this is some irony for you. And, uh, you know, remember when Obama was uh, running... They kept on. They didn't have any scandals on Obama, so they kept going around to people that he was associated with, and they went to his, a guy who was his preacher or something. Oh yeah, and there was uh, that thing about right, yeah, Jeremiah, right, right. And yeah. they kept bringing up that quote: "It's their chickens coming home to roost," which was the big Malcolm controversial. Yeah. Saying the exact same thing Jerry Falwell says. That's they're right. They're both saying we deserved it. And they both stole it from Malcolm X anyway. Extreme right, <laughs> extreme left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like. How much they have in common. I say, oh, this, yeah. when you get way left and you get way right, it's the same people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the exactly. exact same people. They're all nuts. I'm surprised Roy Moore didn't say it was great when he was able to go to the mall. Refresh that browser. You're figuring out. It's coming next. It is unbelievable the things that he said. I got kicked out of the mall for, it was the 80s, and I had one of those leather studded uh, bracelets because I was into Judas Priest. So they oh. you couldn't be they in the mall? kicked me out, yeah. Now, what city was this in? And Roy Moore hit on me, too. So no, <laughs> no, this was probably 84. Why do you think it is? So okay. you're a Me Too guy. That's what you're telling us. <laughs> yeah, you I don't know why I brought that up. I was <laughs> trying to lighten it. Me Too is about uh, getting kicked out of malls, right? I think so. You know, the problem that I have, and I, and I was very honest about this, um, on the morning show and on this show, uh, this whole situation with, with Al Franken that, that's gone on, uh, Garrison Keeler, of course, he's getting popped for it now. And the problem I have is I don't really judge either one of them because – they're two of the most arrogant pricks I have ever met in my <laughs> life. I mean, these are not nice people. Franklin? Al Franklin is a no? jerk. Oh, God. I didn't know that. I don't. Garrison Keeler, huh? Garrison's not exactly a close buddy, yeah. but. Well, Garrison just likes himself too much. He does. I, and I just heard those that exact same comments from someone else today. Oh, you did? Independent of you. Not nice people, arrogant and really condescending. Oh, and not, That's kind of not the new way to be. It is. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Those are the people that we you know, well, there, gravitate towards. There's a school of uh, thought yeah. going That's on. That's why I'm the greatest comedian in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there's a school of thought going on right now that Al Franken is being uh, sacrificed oh, by yeah, the left. Uh, yes, right. So then well, when they really go after Trump, and others on the right, they can say, but hey, we gave you Al Franken. Yeah. But I have a question for give you. Us mm-hmm. what give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. That's what it is, right? I have a question for you now. So so you got Trump, who, who's what, 17 women have accused him of, of, of sexually harassing them or actually flat out abusing them. You, you got uh, Roy Moore. Then you got Al Franken, and you got these other people. And by sacrificing, they think, Al Franken, they're now stating that way we can take the, the, the uh, moral high ground. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you. All of this freedom of thought, as far as men are concerned, isn't it because they let Bill Clinton off the hook? That guy was wandering around raping people, and nobody did anything about it. Somebody has to answer for that, right? Was we he raping people? Oh, God. Well, was... I know there was the... I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, there's there a news anchor, this woman. Certainly. Yeah, that's but, well, right, no, yeah. but this is not an allegation. Three women have dresses with his sperm on them. That's not good. Well, to one, a news anchor in Little Rock, Arkansas, twice he stood behind her and ejaculated on the back of her head. Wow. And nobody did anything about it. So I'm not, I don't, nobody has the moral high ground. Now, why why do you think that nobody did anything about it? He's not. He hasn't been president for so many years. No, I know, but I. Mean, what, or why isn't anybody doing it right now? Well, why would because I know the black community because he played a saxophone or singing all. Right. <laughs> like, like, you can do whatever you want. But my, my, <laughs> he played it well too. <laughs> you know, my, not, my thing is if you that if some team, you got to take one for the team. If no. they really got something on you, they'll get you. Mm. Well, but even but, if they don't now, that's. But the why, scary why would they part. not be going after him right now? They'd I, love to. I, 
You would think. Or the New York Times would love to do a story about that. Not on Bill know? Clinton. Yeah, but the, no, you, no. You, they, the New York Times wouldn't do a story on Bill Clinton. They're doing it on all the other ones. Yeah, but yeah. you know who? I, what I like is the Washington Post now is owned by Amazon. That's scary to me. <laughs> The Washington that Post is, is owned by yeah, Jeff yeah. Bezos. That is not good news. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, Look, that's... I don't have a favorite in this in this fight. I hate all these people. Yeah. They're all disgusting people, self-serving, and they don't want to help anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad. As I said, you know, we sit in this room and everybody gets along. Uh, I'm sure we don't all have exact same political views or, or whatever, but we're laughing our ass off, having <laughs> a great time. What is wrong with people? I think... Uh... A Batman villain has come and sprayed everybody with some kind of anger <laughs> thing. And we're all, some kind of crap. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't remember ever being angry about anything until no. Twitter came around, I think. Well, I think that I think <laughs> so, social media is a big, big part yeah, of it. Yeah, because it whips people up in a frenzy. It does. And then those people... I got accused of this in high school, and, it's, and it shouldn't have been accused. I did it. I hung out with a bunch of guys, and I would whip them up in a frenzy. Well, not and, you. And then go, I got to go to class. You <laughs> and I'd go to class. <laughs> and they'd be left behind that's pulling great. all type of stunts and everything but that's else. That's how I was growing up. I would hang around like the bad guys right until the illegal element started coming. Right. I was like, yep, time to go. Good night, everybody. You know, but they don't, some people don't leave the yeah, situation. Remember, you're homeschooling. Oh, I was going to say that show Family Ties is a great example. It's yeah. like you had the parents that were the hippies and then the kid who was the Reaganite. At the end, they'd hug, you know, right. everything was all good. You could never have no. a show like no, that right now. Now people are them... tweeting about how, like, you know, my uncle thinks this, so we don't let him at the uh, let him in during Thanksgiving Everybody's anymore. a murderer at the end. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they like, say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Danelle, that, that your hometown... Five of the six richest counties in America northern surround Co- D.C. Yeah, like um, I think three or four of them in northern in, in northern Virginia. Yes, they are. Fairfax, Maryland, Virginia. Yep. Five, five of the top six wealthiest counties in America surround D.C. That's not right. So mm-hmm. no trickle down effect. <laughs> not a lot of trickle down so far. It's trickle over. Yeah, trickle yeah. over. <laughs> it's interesting how trickle down was a right wing thing like ten years ago, and now it's a left wing thing. Well, that's kind of how politics are. Back then, the left wing was saying, oh, the right wing is obviously just, you know, saying that because they want to keep their money. And now it's the exact opposite. No one, it's, no one's noticing this. And I think that's very strange. Trickle down is a left wing thing? I didn't know that. I thought it was a George Michael thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was only in bathrooms, though. Oh, man. <laughs> Some people might say that was mean spirited. Ask me. Yeah, those idiots that don't know what real comedy That's is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I actually got criticized by. So we were just, you know, talking, bunch of people talking, and I, I said something, and a person says to me, "That is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my entire life, and it's just never going to work." And I said, "You know what I had said that he criticized." What? judge people by the content of their character. I said, you know that you just called Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. an idiot? <laughs> yeah, that's what college students are doing now. They don't think that's he amazing. was radical enough. Martin Luther King, yeah. one of the smartest guys They ever. don't think he was... He, they think he was, like, too soft. Oh, God. Why, because he didn't shoot people? Yeah, basically. So he ended up getting shot. It's unbelievable. That's the greatest quote, I think, in the history of the world, not just America judge people by the content of their character. That's what my mother taught me to do as a little kid, and I've been doing it ever since. If the guy's an asshole, the guy's an asshole. So who's you teaching know? those principles? Like, who's who's teaching those principles now? Nobody. No one. No one. That's part of, part of the problem also. It is part well, of the problem. The colleges are teaching kids the exact opposite is the big problem. But what, what you just said about him not being radical enough, the next step in back then in that ra- – becoming even more radical would have been the Black Panther Party. So yeah. these young people now want to be members yeah, of the Black know. Panther Party? See, they claim Huey that Newton. the Black Panthers were never violent. They think that MLK wasn't so wait, radical enough. They, we got to be careful, because is this Twitter? No, they, oh, <laughs> that's this right. is where it starts. I it's mean, like, well, they're saying this. Uh, I, mean, I haven't heard Am anybody the say this. Every white and black person under the age of 25. Every all single one. Literally all of them, including <laughs> the babies. Uh. <laughs> basically, the current, the current up, prevailing babies. opinion in um, among college students, MLK wasn't radical enough. The Black Panthers were never radical, um, and nor was Malcolm X. So it's like, I don't know what they want. 
Well, Malcolm X got killed because he changed some of his thoughts. I mean, he, he got gunned down because of that. He stopped eating pork. And yeah, it was your no. fault, Darn. Yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> Darnell. Turkey bacon wasn't popular then, man. <laughs> yeah. If turkey bacon were here, Malcolm X would still be alive. Is that what we're saying? Malcolm X, he, he did have that quote after JFK got shot and killed in Dallas the next day. And Malcolm X said, the chickens have come home to roost. Wow. Woo! Well, that's a that's a harsh statement. We only have one more segment left. I didn't think you guys were going to say This is wonderful having you guys. I feel like sleep. I'm about to fall asleep. This is like my tap out nap time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know oh, what you mean. I understand. We'll be back in two minutes. Tom Brownshaw. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your my pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. When you care about your job, you care about the job you do. At Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, they hire the best people, treat them right, and they treat you right when you call to schedule an appointment. Bryant Furnaces and Air Conditioners and the Sabre Blue Maintenance Plan are as good as it gets. This is Tom Bernard for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Visit SabreHeating.com for special savings on air conditioners. Plus, get more information on their Sabre Blue Maintenance Plan. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the best of the Tom Bernard Show, brought to you by Brad, Sean, Bryant or as he's known, the backup to my hard drive, every Saturday at noon for highlights from the past week and classic moments from our vault. What a treat to have you guys in the studio for all. This is wonderful. Thanks, man. It's been a good time. So all comedy and serious, serious matters. The middle kid was was that Keshi Knight Pulliam? No, no. Was it Lisa, Lisa Bonet? Lisa Bonet. Lisa yeah. Bonet. Mm-hmm. Lisa Bonet is married to Jason Momoa. Okay, yeah, I yeah. know who that is. Oh, Jason Momoa, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. he plays the caveman Aquaman. looking guy. Isn't she married would... to Lenny Kravitz. He, wa- yeah, she she was, was. was. until 1993. Mm-hmm. You know, she, which she, is weird. She's not a hook'em. <laughs> <laughs> She knows how to get and that trickle down effect. I can tell you that. And really she nice. no, no, that's still, really nice, right there. And she still looks pretty much the same. Oh, what a good-looking woman! Which Ooh. is the one that started doing porn? That's not Lisa Bonet. No, <laughs> it was, might be George Michael. Well, <laughs> you know who doesn't look good though is remember we talked about it was the girl from the other show. Um, what is it? Saved by the Bell. Remember? Oh, what's her name? I never saw Saved by the Bell. Me either. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, um, you brought her picture up one time and you scared your dad half to death. Uh, <laughs> her, her name begins with a V. Tomorrow's on crack or something? Yeah, I, probably. Those, Vivian? No, it's, it's the only V yeah. name I know. No, it's, it, it's a really dumb name. Did, did you get hit by the crack ugly stick or the plastic <laughs> surgery ugly stick? It's oh usually one God. of the two. It's like Varushni or something like that. There was Varushni? A, there was, uh, let's see. There was a Carol Burnett special on the other night and it had Burt Reynolds on there for a minute. Who did his eyes? Oh, my oh, God. Close his eyes? Mm. They're like, honest to God. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Lark Voorhees? Death to it. Lark yeah, that's Vorhees. the one that was having issues with drugs or something, right? Yeah. I think. Lark Voorhees? Something. She was she, on what? Saved by the Bell? Saved by the, she was the black girl on Saved by the Bell. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you see her now. Oh, Lord. Let me see. Let me see. Prepare right? yourselves. This was the plastic surgery. Oh, all please. The nails bleed over. Oh, no, don't do it. What happened? You know your plastic surgery is bad oh, when you look man. like little Kim after plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the double shot, you know? Yeah, that's... You want to rumble with the B, huh? Both ends of that oh. plastic surgery ugly stick. I feel like that's like yeah, a... Well, that's I like thought a, that was Louis Farrakhan with long hair. <laughs> she got plastic surgery at Taco Bell. Suit, I would oh, say. If you're a plastic surgeon, I don't know what went wrong there. I don't know. I, oh, can't, I can't believe that. Oh. When you have specials listed outside of your office, 
You can expect yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, the 999 special. That's yeah. 999 special. Do your eye eye job. Yeah, we got it. It's a facelift, a lip job, and a large fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super size, super size those eyes, please. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna chemical peel you uh, here in the hot yeah, yeah. And look at her before the surgery. Oh my it's god! Like, look how pretty she was. Why? Oh, she's gorgeous. Why try oh. to fix that? There's nothing look at to this, fix. Ralph. She's gorgeous. Yeah. How could she get? Wait a minute. You she do just that got when, mad you, when your insides are messed up. When <laughs> wow. you're not she got mad at me, Henry. I'm yeah, you can't say that. Looking, no, no. She's looking Asian. How can she? How'd she go Asian? I don't know, man. Once you go Asian, you never go back. That's what I've heard. You never go. But she looks like an, she look an Asian facial feature. So and in she that does. Plastic she surgery. actually does. Well, I mean, look at Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Poor fellow. I, I think it's kind of nice, though, actually. You go to bed, you can just take your nose off and put it in. <laughs> go to bed, yeah. you can breathe really well. Yeah. Well, you have a drug problem. I know you love that. <laughs> I just took my nose off. You know, I can quit. <laughs> Doing cocaine for 10 years. I just stopped. I just took my nose off one day. And oh, you know what? Quit. Lark has lupus. Oh, so oh, I wonder. Oh, we feel so bad. No, no, we're, we're all so sitting here laughing at it. <laughs> we're all sitting here laughing at it. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah I wonder how much of it was like her, you know, her immune system eating her face. No, the steroids. Oh, well, thanks. I was glad I was taking a sip of my son. Yeah, we got to <laughs> dig deeper into the story before we get those yeah, irresponsible yeah, comments. We, yeah, we might have to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Just six dudes laughing their asses off. <laughs> oh, she's got lupus. That would be a good, like, social experiment. Just show somebody a picture, tell them what the reason is, see if they start laughing, and then afterward tell them they have a disease. Way to go. Yeah. Andy, what does lupus do to you? Uh, your immune system basically attacks uh, your body. Really? It, it's, it's very, like, it can produce so many different symptoms that it's extremely hard to uh, diagnose yeah. is the thing. Oh, really? It's, it's like all of the collagen vascular diseases, what they're called. Yeah. Rheumatoid arthritis, uh, oh, lupus. Oh, yeah, okay. A lot of these kind of things, uh, scleroderma is another one, mm -hmm. and these things, they attack the body, and you get this inflammatory process around a variety of things. The main, the bad one is when you get inflammatory process around the vessels, vasculitis, that's when you get bad problems. You can have, uh, you can have uh, things in your head go bad, and you, you can get a lot of red. You know, the, the the characteristic thing about lupus is you get this sort of butterfly red pattern on your cheeks oh, uh, really? from the redness and there. And there are those things when it's bad, it's hard to treat, and you die from it. Well, die, here's trash, her. trash your kidneys. This well, year. Well, no, she looks much better. Yeah, she though. looks fine things now. Things have kind of settled in. I wonder if that one picture isn't is, is trumped up. It, no, yeah. it's yeah. trumped up. Yes. <laughs> No, there's def yeah. there's several pictures of different angles. Yeah. I think that was just you like... You do see a lot of that clickbait, though. It's like, look what the right. kid oh, from yeah. Mr. Belvedere looks yeah. like now, and it's just like... And what is all and, that? Oh, and say I, goodbye to Vanna White. And yeah. I yeah. clicked on... You can't believe how such and such wife yep. looks now. And you click, yeah. and That's you, why I never... You spend 20 minutes clicking, and the person that you wanted to see is not yeah, in and the I, I always forget why I went on the internet. I, like, I was probably going to check my email. <laughs> I was just like, what? Mr. Belvedere, what? <laughs> what? <Yeah>. <laughs> is Mr. Belvedere even still around? I don't know. <laughs> there was that That's theory. the beauty of the internet. There's like, you get answers immediately. Yeah, like, yeah. You notice this the internet, like, we don't have too many bar fights anymore? No, because they can be solved. Like, like it's like this, yo, who won the last Super Bowl? Who said, ah, oh, it's a fight? Now it's yeah. like, wait a minute, I'll be right back. And then you get the answer to it. Well, you know, that's why the uh, Guinness Book of World Records exists. Because people would get in bar fights about, like, you know, this happened and you no, know, this happened. So what they did was they'd go around and, like, verify those things so people could be like, well, Plus actually, here's what happened. Also, no, he's been dead for 16 years. So, Mr. Belvedere? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, there was this theory that the kid on there was Marilyn Manson. That was one of those oh, early, yeah, that's uh, right. urban that's myths. Right. But, uh, Marilyn Manson. Probably not. I what doubt was it. his deal with that bump stock yeah, thing? Yeah, we didn't hear much what about that. What was that, that yeah. all about? Shows up on stage with a rifle with a bump stock on it. Yeah. It's like, Marilyn, what are you doing? Ham-fisted <laughs> social commentary. Yeah, yeah, I would. let's not do that. Let's calm down. <laughs> Everything will be good. Everything's great. Yeah, way too soon to be going down that road. Yeah, it was, it was not that long after, after. That was weird. We did two nights out at, out at Tropicana. The morning show did. Oh, yeah? So right next, I mean, right next to Mandalay Bay. And they've got a big banner covering those two windows. Oh, yeah? Because there's still evidence, mm -hmm. so they can't fix the windows. And that, and that the, the stage is a crime scene, so that is still up. All the yeah, stage. So still, still, yep. it's still, yeah. It's still up. Well, we, we drove past it. And yep. man, that was strange to see. It's all there because he left it just the way it is, guys. I what feel a, like mm. you should probably like hurry that up. 
Hurry up to invest well, the investment. Don't, don't take your time when it comes to that kind of thing. Well, God, especially his, since he killed himself, it's like you know who did it. Yeah, he did. That's kill true. Himself, so yeah, I don't know what they're hoping to. Well, you know what they're hoping to find is something that they can blame so that they feel safe. Hmm. Because you know, crazy person is not something you can like you know remedy. Whereas, like, you know, oh, it turns out he was on some drug. Well, let's ban that drug, and there we go. Everything's why the, fine. Why did the bump stock leg- legislation ever expire? Because it was illegal to have a bump stock. But then uh, it all of a sudden expired, and then you could get it Nobody was paying attention. I suppose. So you need an automatic weapon? Well, yeah, why like, do you need an automatic weapon? Who had ever heard of a bump stock before this? I hadn't. I'd never even heard of it. Yeah. That's I probably got why. a gun on me. P- people pass laws because they're outraged. So if they're not outraged enough, the law goes away. They, yeah. Yeah, now it's going to be illegal again, and it'll keep going forever. That's a whole different deal. I mean, it, it, it it's a different world now. It's I don't know. Like I said, it, it, social media and 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 the news, and it's not. It's the radio, it's the television, and it's the newspapers, getting people to hate everything, and then they go on. They start battling on social media. It's like, I don't remember God. a time that this country felt this angry with. Never. Everything. I Never. know. You know, like. Well, what about the 70s? Angry. I mean, I wasn't there. I mean, I was a kid, but was it? I mean, no. it, it must have been pretty bad. So I you're mean. looking to me for the <laughs> advice because I am. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I, I well, assume that maybe you got a couple of years on me. Maybe, maybe I, not got, that many. I got more than a couple <laughs> years on you. Know, you the, know, the, no, no, the, the 60s had sort of a. You, you had this. It was unrest, you yeah. know, and there was a distrust of college students, young people, mm-hmm. for what was going on in Vietnam. But everyone was too high to kill each other. But, <laughs> but there, was, there was not, you know, there were protests and there was some violence both ways, truly both, both ways. But I didn't really ever feel a hatred. You know, mm. when I was on camp, no, when I was on no, campus in right. 69, 70, you know, I never felt a hatred. Because you can be angry without hate. Yeah. That's you right. can be upset without having the hate. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. they were upset right. with the Vietnam War, what was going on, you know, the fear of dying if you were a young person, you know, having to go, being drafted. Those are, those are all part of that sort of system. But I never really realized hate, you know. Mm. No. Uh, you know, I, I didn't hate liberals. I didn't hate. I didn't hate conservatives. I did, you know, it was just a odd, it was just an odd time. I just, it's not the same. Something, something. It's this. Inter- it's the internet. Uh, yeah. Also, people Social can go media. on there anonymously. Yep. Like here, I am trying to make my asparagus, for example. <laughs> and I'll, I'll your, get a conversation about you know. <laughs> I hope you die. God, I hate you people. You know, and I'm just like. And Whoa. somebody could ruin your day by like your asparagus sucks, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm like. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, the, other, the other part of the other piece of it is that that, that internet is with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's it is right. right in your hand. It's uh, not like you have to go home, yeah. go to your computer, and check them. No, you're f- dinking with this, and, and many people look at their what? How many times? 50, 60, all 70 day. times a day. You're looking at people all the wake time. up in the morning and they check their phone before they check anything. Yep, they do. People don't even. I was somewhere and um, Dave Chappelle was on stage. And Dave Chappelle at his shows, he locks your phones and we have these pot, these pouches so you can't record and everything. And he asked the audience, yeah. does anybody know what time it is? And someone said, and they, everybody yelled out, you took our phones. <laughs> they didn't know what time it was. No watch. Yeah, no watch or anything. Yeah. It's just like, how, you know, it's, yep. just, it's crazy. And the thing about it is like, there's no way around it. Doesn't there's no like way it. around it. And people think of it as a phone, but it is, it's a personal computer. So, how I many, you don't even really use your phone for the old school things you needed to call somebody. Oh no! And somebody try to call you now, right now. You be like, "What the hell is wrong with you, dude? Send me a text. Is everything okay? You know." No, Don't I still, and only I still people call leave, people. Huh? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe when you get a phone call, it's you have this fear that it is something serious. Your parents are sick. Your buddy's sick. Somebody's dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the fear. And that's why you don't want to take that and, phone call. And I know, like, in my voicemail message, the only voice, only message I get is from that's in my voicemail box. It's from my mother and my father. They're the really? only ones that listen for all the rings yeah. and listen for I'm not here and leave a message after that. Yeah. It's crazy. But how do you, like, how do you, there's no way around it. There's no way around it. Doesn't seem like it because it's just, like you said, it's right there. It has changed our lives in ways that we may not even realize yet. Having grown up with the Internet, it's just made me apathetic about everything. Like, I don't even care when I hear something like, you know, 
Trump and North North Korea is going to you know nuke the world. It's like okay, whatever. Just <laughs> go ahead. Just but, stop talking about it and do it. Just, <laughs> just kill us, please. Just kill us. Come on. Exactly. I'd, ra- I'd rather get nuked than hear about yeah. how we're going to get nuked. I'm going to ask you a question though. I don't know if I were an athlete in the Winter Olympics. I'm going to South Korea. Well, there's some <laughs> thought that yeah, I don't know, man. There's some yeah. thought that. The U.S. may like, not here's be the going news. to That's what the I hear. Olympics. I think a lot of people aren't like, going I got to. good news and bad news for it. You're, <laughs> right. uh, you're going <laughs> to the Olympics. On the other hand, we do. It's <laughs> like Little Rocket Man. <laughs> we do have trucks that are specifically designed to shoot down things like right. ICBMs. Right. So if South Korea lets us take those, but I don't know if they will. Because they, they will North either. Korea might see that as, you know, the American military is right next to our border and then they might freak out about that well, we but the, the military is right next to their border well I mean like if we yeah, bring in like anti you know anti nuke weaponry and that kind of thing it's like they might that might make them more willing to fire God. off a nuke uh, no. you never know what North Korea is thinking is the problem yeah, it, it, no, where do you get that haircut it, it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean what are you thinking right well first you take a cardboard box <laughs> it's, it's a bowl cut, but with a cardboard I think box. Dennis Rodman goes with it just to cut his hair. And Dennis is high and yeah. laughs the whole time. Oh, that that's so why the, it's the uranium in his hair. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's so green. <laughs> maybe, maybe they need to do. Maybe Dennis Rodman needs to go over and give him some piercings. He'll piercing. do some piercings. Yeah, he, Kim Jong Un with some piercings. He probably does have some piercings. I, I don't. I feel it. like he's. I think. To the North Koreans, since he's kind of looked at as almost like a demigod figure, that would be like, he's perfect already, so he doesn't need piercings. Well, why does he need a haircut? <laughs> he does need a haircut. <laughs> he, maybe they think, maybe they say he doesn't, and that's how his hair always looks. Why don't you get you a fade? Dennis Rodman, turn it up, brother. <laughs> I wonder if that's why Jesus never cut his hair. Because it's like, you know, why why, again. why alter the Messiah? <laughs> I'm executive producing that I show. You I'm are executive you producer. That. That'll be so funny. Well, thank you so much Can for, I be the like Jesus? for being here. Can I be Jesus? No. Trying to steal from his own father now. Yeah. What up, my Negroes? No, you can't do it. <laughs> you don't got the flow. You don't got the flow, <laughs> son. You've been exposed. <laughs> Great honor having you guys in the studio. Oh, really. man, it was oh, fun. It was fun having a while. Doing radio and just chilling, man. It was a good time. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week, Tom Bernard Show.